youths in politics are not future leaders, but they are current leaders of our generation. We're not only the future, we are also the present. What young people can do for political parties, what political parties can do for young people. Local Leaders for Europe, a podcast from the European Committee of the Regions. Local Leaders for Cohesion 2021. One might expect that receiving EU funds is the dream of every local European politician. Finalizing an application for EU funds, however, can be quite a daunting task. Municipal authorities might understandably feel discouraged by the amount of documents that need to be prepared, as processing such a demanding bureaucratic workload might require well-trained and committed staff that not all local authorities can count on. In an era of endless and swirling transformations that have been accelerated by the global pandemic, EU cohesion funds are nevertheless instrumental in enabling European cities to prepare for the future. In this episode, we have reached out to two young European local leaders to discuss effective ways of getting EU funds and making the most of them. According to our first guest, Mateusz Cebula, a city councillor from Dębica, Poland, when you start conceiving a project with a social purpose, you first have to make sure that you address a real social need. Involving the very people who could benefit from the project you want to submit is therefore a crucial step. I think that everyone who wants to do the good project and get the proper funding should do a very good diagnosis. So to find the problem to be solved by potential project, then identify beneficiaries and possibility to recruit them because in some projects we need to get people to be involved in that project so we have to assess if we are able to get them to that idea and of course we have to know what is our goal what we want to achieve and then just do the project because if somebody just wants to do the project spend the money they should waste our time and the money which can be used in better way by others but how do you make sure that your project is suitable for funding Sometimes even understanding the EU criteria can be difficult, let alone meeting them. To her own experience, Sandra Schneeloch, a city councillor in Cologne, Germany, realized that talking to someone who is already familiar with the workings of the EU institutions could be enlightening. Insiders know how best to navigate the EU's cumbersome procedures and get things done. If you have a member of parliament in the European Parliament who's close to your city or even from your city, just contact them contact their offices, have a workshop, which we did uh, in, in the past in Cologne and for Cologne and the surrounding regions where we had our MEP, um, Alexandra Giese, who actually had a workshop with several experts uh, on the different programs who kind of introduced us to the different programs, what they are for, how the application process is working. So this would be actually my advice. Talk to somebody who's within the system, who knows the system and is very close to the, I always like to say, the Brussels bubble and can help and guide you uh, because that's also what they are here for. Willing to know more? Explore the section Accessing the Funds on the website of the European Commission. For the period 2021 to 2027, EU cohesion will pursue five main policy objectives. A more competitive and smarter Europe, a greener, low-carbon transitioning towards a net-zero carbon economy, a more connected Europe by enhancing mobility, Europe closer to citizens by fostering the sustainable and integrated development of all types of territories, a more social and inclusive Europe. These are the objectives set out on paper. But, for example, 
How do you build a more social and inclusive Europe? As young local leaders, our two guests have already been involved in the implementation of EU-funded projects, aiming to promote social inclusion in their cities. Both their administrations managed to effectively capitalize on European funds to achieve a convincing result in this regard. Sandra Schneeloch has told us that in Cologne, promoting social integration has mainly meant integrating the center with its outskirts in a way that strengthened the internal cohesion of the city, thus ensuring that the poorest and most marginalized communities were not left behind. We do have uh, some programs where we applied for EU funding and uh, I would really like to point out one where we offered as the city of Cologne a project funding for several neighborhoods in the city. It's uh, called Starke Fiedel, Starkes Köln, which you can roughly translate into strong neighborhoods, strong Cologne. So we selected some specific areas in the city where we wanted to support more social interactions between neighbors, local initiatives being at art projects, sports, education programs, uh, the use of public space and uh, places and improvement of mobility, etc. So there we actually applied for, for funds for this program from the European Social Fund and also from the European uh, Regional Development Fund. So this is where you can really see in the city, in the neighborhoods where uh, funds are being used and applied to neighborhood projects. In Dempizza, on the other hand, EU funds have been used to take care of the more fragile and help unemployed citizens enter the labor market. Mateusz Cebula. From my perspective in my city, in the Mbica, I can say that we can be proud, really proud from the social integration projects which were conducted using EU funding. Our social care unit is very active in that and previous perspectives and they absorb many EU funding for various social projects. For example, they were dedicated to people requiring special care, some older people, unemployed people, to activate them in the society to, by some, let's say, specific types of work to be engaged in and then build their experience to move to the next workplaces. Young leaders, however, do not limit their action to solving everyday problems. They are forward-thinking. They imagine the future. So when implementing long-term policies, they are forced to address a sensitive question. Who will actually live in my city in, say, 30 or 50 years' time? Although Dembitsa and Cologne are very different in size, history and average income, they share a common challenge, depopulation, a looming crisis that could dramatically impoverish their communities. Both Sandra Schneeloch and Mateusz Zebula agree on the link between protecting the environment and curbing depopulation. Do you want to convince locals to stay? First, make your own town greener. Mateusz Cebula. The challenge for our city is that young people are leaving it. They complete some high schools, they go to some bigger cities to study, and usually they don't come back. So that's the main challenge for us, to make them going back to Dembica and to live there and raise them, their children, their families. So we need new places to live, flats, houses, places to work. So especially you want to get new businesses uh, with, which will offer the people graduating from high-level studies perspectives, a great work and ability to extend and develop their careers, and then spend the free time, so the culture, sport, uh, infrastructure, and all the facilities. And regarding also the green transition, we are facing uh, air pollution issues. Sandra Schneeloch has reiterated the message. The greener your city becomes, the fewer people will leave. 
how can we keep young people in the region? How do we make our region more attractive for young people to stay here and not move, for example, to the urban uh, centers, etc.? So what we can do to challenge these or to tackle these challenges would be very strong expansion and extension, for example, of our bike lanes, but also promote uh, remote working where and when it's possible converting office spaces that are maybe not used anymore, for example, into affordable housing, transforming the city from a car-centric setup at the moment into bike-friendly would also help us lower emissions into a greener future and support also health factors and make a city, makes our city more livable as well. Local Leaders for Europe, a podcast from the European Committee of the Regions. EU cohesion policy, however, is not just about receiving money. It is also about sharing values and ideas, exchanging good practices between different corners of the same region, of the same country, of Europe. Funds are useless without good ideas on how to make the best use of them. And you know what's great about ideas? That when you give them to others, you don't lose them yourself. That's why taking part in pan-European meetings such as the YEP program the European Committee of the Regions Programme for Young Elected Politicians Across Europe, is of pivotal importance for young local leaders. It was during one of these inspiring meetings, for example, that Mateusz Cebola heard about a brilliant idea to preserve green areas even when new constructions are underway. I've taken part in uh, multiple discussions. As we are in the pandemic time, they had to be uh, in a virtual way, but still we can have uh, some discussions to listen to interesting people, also some majors of Polish cities I've met during that meetings on different items, on the environmental policies, on the cohesion itself, as we discussed it today. And especially that, let's say, green policies were interesting for me as I get some ideas from other cities, how they are changing their areas using sometimes very simple uh, ideas and ways to do so with, I don't know, uh, securing trees. When we build something, there are sometimes trees to be removed, but we can move the trees to another place, not just remove them at all. So, uh, or some ways to secure uh, green areas in, in the cities, which are very important, as, as we know. For its part, the Cologne administration has made trans-European cooperation a cornerstone of its action. Thanks to a wide network of sister cities, local politicians can continuously exchange with their partners and draw inspiration from their practices to improve the well-being of their citizens, as pointed out by Sandra Schneeloch. There are so many good examples for challenges another region or city overcame that you're faced uh, with as well. And you can actually learn from other cities and regions how they actually tackled their problems. And I think this is the most yeah, specific thing you can also take from the YEP program. You, can, you always have somebody who had this problem as well and is challenging it already or have challenged it already successfully. So... I would say best practice sharing and uh, having the knowledge of so many young people at your fingertips. Cologne has actually 24 sister cities and 11 of those are within the EU. And uh, we have a very strong network while not only visiting each other, but also share best practices and ideas about developments in our city. And for example, about our local economies and how we can actually uh, help uh, recover from the pandemic. So we have a very strong outreach, I would say, network into Europe as well, through our sister cities, where we actually help each other, not only with ideas, but also, yeah, where we interlink 
on a personal level. If you want to learn more about the YAP program or the work of the European Committee of the Regions, you can visit our website www.cor.europa.eu. You can find this podcast on the website of the COR and on the major streaming platforms. <laughs>